0: If you experience anxiety, confusion, or if your challenges seem to take on a life of their own, I have a strategy for you today that will not only reduce your stress and anxiety, but it will also give you access to your intuition and creativity, which is going to completely change your relationships with your challenges. In today's discussion, I will share with you the open focus strategy that I use to get myself out of the drama and into the flow. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. Thank you so much for being here for this conversation today. This is a big one. This is one of those strategies that is applicable to literally anyone in any walk of life. And in some ways, that makes this strategy seem a little bit less um, exciting, a little bit less special because everyone has access to this. But I promise you, what makes this special is that not everyone is going to do this. But if you are the one who is willing to try on this open focus strategy to experiment with it, I think you're going to find sooner rather than later that this is a powerful tool. That you're not gonna to wanna to live without. Now, my experience with Open Focus started probably about 10 years ago when I was doing my um, training, coach training, and I was looking for strategies that was going to help me help my clients. And the certification process for Open Focus was to work directly with Dr. Les Femi, the founder of Open Focus. And Dr. Les Femi developed this practice through his research. That he conducts at the bio, excuse me, at the Princeton Biofeedback Center, and the premise of this practice is that the way we pay attention is a major contributor to how we experience life. So, if you've listened to my previous podcast episode about the energy of our life and the, the lenses through which we see the world, you know that that is one variable that impacts our quality of life, that variable being the lens through which we see the world. I've talked about the E factor, right? And the higher your E factor, the more satisfaction that you're going to have in your life. This practice, this open focus practice, parallels that energy leadership model perfectly. So what we're saying is, you remember in the energy leadership model and the lower levels of energy, um, particularly in the victimhood, the fighter, and even the rationalizer. That is defined by very defensive energy. And defensive energy, we know, is very much in our head. And that's why we often fall into habits of overthinking. Because what we're trying to do is desperately solve, um, control, and manipulate anything that we possibly can outside of us so that we can get the outside world to match our preferences that we have on the inside. So when we're in that defensive state, we are constantly thinking. We're always uh, trying to pay attention to whatever this perceived threat is, because if we're defensive, there's some sort of perceived threat. And you know, fortunately for us, most of the time that is not a physical threat. It's more of that psychological threat, that psychological safety. And if you've also started to perhaps practice some self-awareness and you've started to tune into that little voice in your head. You know how difficult, um, how rough that that voice in your head can be on you. And so that's really what you're defending yourself against is that little voice in your head. And so when we're defending ourselves, we're we're very much, we have a very narrow way of focusing on the problem. Just like in um, just like if we were out on the Serengeti, right? And and a wild animal is coming after us. Our Stress response turns on, shuts out all of the other distractions, and puts all of our energy where it needs to be in the moment to increase our likelihood of survival. That is a very narrow way of paying attention. And that is pretty much what we put ourselves into every single day. As soon as we wake up and we check our email and we're looking to see what kind of problems do I have to solve today? What kind of problems do I have hanging over from last week? What kind of problems are people now bringing me this week that I haven't even thought of yet? So we put our st- ourselves into the state of uh, chronic stress by the way that we pay attention. So let's talk a little bit more about how we can pay attention. So Dr. Femi talks to us about four ways or four styles of attention. The one we've talked about is this very narrow way of paying attention. And that's when we dial in on a particular topic or a particular problem and we shut out um, all of the other distractions, anything else that we think is not related to or will not will help us solve this particular problem. We block it out. And even if you're a multitasker and you're saying, well, I, I don't have this narrow attention because I'm a multitasker and my attention is spread out all over you know, several different topics, I would argue that your attention is still very narrow on each one of those topics. Think of this like a flashlight and where you can adjust the the beam. And in a very narrow way of paying attention, we've got this flashlight on laser. And so we point our laser at this problem so that and we shut out again everything else is in the darkness so we just shine the light on the problem and that's where our attention goes. So this is the narrow way of paying attention. And as I've mentioned before, what this way of paying attention does to us physiologically is it puts our body in a state of stress response. And so we're in that state of fight or flight almost persistently, consistently. So not only do we have this narrow look at our problems, we're now putting our body into a state of chronic stress, and we're wondering why we can't catch a break. So that's the narrow way of paying attention. Think about on the other end of that continuum is a diffuse style of paying attention. And in a diffuse style of paying attention, there is, remember, take that flashlight, now open it up so that light flows out in 360 degrees. It's shining light on everything around it. That's what diffuse energy, or excuse me, diffuse attention is about. It's about really taking in everything. That's happening in our entire environment, not to point a, a narrow focus at it, but just to acknowledge that it's there. As I'm recording this, I can hear the birds singing outside. I can hear my dog sleeping in the, in the next bedroom. I can see people walking past the window. I can take in all of this information and any smells or any tastes left over from breakfast that I still have um, experiencing in my mouth all of those things I can take in at one time. I can acknowledge that it's all playing out for me right now. And when I can put myself into this diffuse state of attention, it is now putting me in a state of relaxation. So again, let's think about that, that lion out um, on the hunt. On the hunt, they are very, have very narrow focus. They know exactly which beast that they're going to go after. They know exactly what the strategy that they're going to use. And if there's any coordination with any other partners in this, they're very focused on bringing that animal down. And once they do, and they have their feast, then they lay out and they go into this diffuse state of attention, where now they're just taking in all the sights and sounds that are all around them. They're recovering. They're allowing their bodies to recover from that that state of stress that that they were in during the hunt. This is what we have the opportunity to do. And this is what open focus is best at putting us or giving us the structure to experience this diffuse state of, of attention so that we can put ourselves, our bodies into this relaxation state. And as I mentioned earlier, access our intuition and our creativity. But before we go there, let's talk about one other um, continuum of attention. So while we just discussed the narrow to diffuse styles of paying attention, the other style is objective to immersed. So, an objective way of paying attention is really putting something or anything outside of ourselves so that we can examine it, so that we can look at it, so we can judge it, we can be discerning, we want to um when we're being objective we want to put it as far away from us as possible so as not to influence our judgments based on our own biases right we want to be as objective as possible on the other end of that cont- continuum is immersed so immersed is that being in that flow state right where you're working on a task and you really are pretty much shutting out everything that's not related to your task and you're in this state of flow. And you don't even really have to think about what's coming next. You just do what's coming next. It says if your body is um, taking the lead here, your, your brain, your thinking doesn't need to take the lead here. And so in objective, your brain, your thought processes are very much at the center because you're using that, that um, thinking, that discerning to examine and, and to be objective. And then again, on the other end is this immersed state of being in flow, of being one with what it is that you are working on, what you're creating. And so we have these four styles of attention. And while we're putting labels on these experiences, you naturally know when to use each one of these styles. And you naturally use each one of these styles. When you're driving, you use, you roll in and out of these styles as um, the, the travel conditions call for. Now, hopefully you're not spending too much time in diffuse. That probably wouldn't be the safest uh, style of attention to use while you're operating a car or, or having machinery. Um, however, we can be attention, we can pay attention to, you know, where are we at on that continuum? Am I superly narrow, focusing only on the car in front of me or only the cars that are going fast, that that somehow um, uh, fall into my category, these are unsafe drivers, or so we, we can still move in and out of these styles, even if we don't go completely to the end of those continuums. So we can be objective, right? We can observe this other car um, and how fast they're driving or where it is that they seem to want to go. We can separate ourselves from it. And in driving, we can also just imagine ourselves immersed and at one with the traffic. And I will tell you that that is how I get through uh, traffic in the most easiest ways. If I just imagine myself, I'm one with this traffic and I can find the easiest and the quickest routes through this traffic with no, uh, no risk to myself or others because I'm one with it. So the point of all of this is to just illustrate for you that while we've just talked about four styles of attention, from very narrow to diffuse and from objective to immersed, you already know how to move in and out of these attention cycles. But what you may not be aware of is that your default tendency tends to go to this very narrow way of paying attention. And that's because most of us have been conditioned to think in this way. We were conditioned by our parents. We're conditioned by our teachers. You know, pay attention, shut out distractions, stop daydreaming. Our teachers and our parents taught us what it is that we need to be paying attention to. And they taught us to put everything else on the side. Now, again, what that does for us is it it helps us narrow in on whatever that topic is or whatever that problem is. And we can get to the bottom of it as quickly as possible. Anyway, that is the story that we tell ourselves. And that is the story that we use to justify continuing falling into this pattern of going into narrow attention. The other thing is that most of us probably have never had anyone talk to us about what diffuse attention could feel like and what that might do for us, right? Because we've always been told to shut out your distractions. We've been told to focus. And what I'm offering you here today is let's unfocus. Let's open our focus so that we can get into this diffuse state and use it appropriately. This, when we're in this diffuse state, this is when we have access to that intuition and that creativity. That is what the state is for. So if you find that you're overthinking your problems, it's probably because you have a habit of being in a very narrow state of paying attention. And you think that this is going to be the most efficient way for you to get from um, the, the problem state that you're in now to your desired state. I'm going to argue that moving yourself into a diffuse state of attention as quickly as possible and as often as possible is really going to give you access to your creativity and intuition so you can solve this problem even simpler than what your brain, your, your mind might have come up with on its own. And you're going to put yourself in the state of relaxation so you're no longer taxing your nervous system. So that is the premise behind open focus is that our um, anxiety, our pain, our, our, our painful emotions of shame and fear and envy and all of that is really a result of the, the lens through which we see the world and then our, our strategy to really focus narrowly on these issues in an effort to solve them. So let's move on now from talking about how we pay attention to space, because the entire experience with open focus strategy is going to revolve around imagining and feeling space. Now, this was something that was really a little confusing to me at first. And to be honest with you, it still is a little confusing to me, but I am i have benefited from this enough to know that I I don't have to know how the sausage is made. I just know that it's really good and that it works for me. But I, but I do think that there are a few things that we can say about space here that may help you at least answer those questions so that you don't have your conscious mind always saying, well, why are we doing space? This is silly. I don't see any point in doing this, right? And it's gonna talk you out of doing the practice because your conscious mind doesn't understand it. So really what we're talking about space is we're trying to get into this diffuse state of attention, right? And in this diffuse state of attention, we're connected to everything. We're experiencing ourselves connected to everything. And what is the one thing that connects all of us? Space. The space between me and you, wherever you are, whenever you are, is completely filled with space. And the space isn't empty. You know, there there are all kinds of hydrogen molecules and other kinds of molecules. I don't know the science behind all of this, but I do know that there is no empty space between where I'm sitting now and where you are. Even if you're listening to this podcast two years after I've created this, there is still no space between us. And so what we do, because we're not separate from space and because we literally are space, space is a part of us this is how we can begin to imagine feeling ourselves connected to everything around us. And so in the open focus exercises, all of the prompts will be around imagining, feeling, space and distance um, and the space between uh, two objects. And what all of this does, again, is it puts ourselves into that diffuse state of attention where our nervous systems are going to calm down, quiet down, and it's going to put our brainwave patterns into this alpha state where we have access to our intuition and our creativity. So that's really all you need to know about how to do open focus. The problem that we're solving here is how we pay attention going from a very narrow default pattern of paying attention to giving ourselves experiences of feeling diffuse style of attention, most often in a guided experience. So with all of that being said, I would like now to offer you an experience of what open focus might feel like. So of course, if you're operating a car or heavy machinery, this is really not the time to practice. Save this for another time when you can be um, by yourself with no um, dangerous uh, equipment in the way. And so, as I mentioned before, we're going to begin with space. And when we bring our attention to space, this is going to open us up to an entirely different world. And I'm going to begin by encouraging you to attend to some very small spaces, spaces that I'm going to ask you to feel. And even though the space is experienced through our senses, we're going to begin to ask you to to feel space the space inside and around your thumbs and your index fingers, the space between your thumbs and your index fingers, as well as the space that your thumbs and index fingers occupy. Now, you might ask, why are we starting with the thumbs and index fingers? Well, it happens that we have more cells in the sensory motor cortex, that part of the brain that orchestrates feeling and movement. Then we have cells in our whole back. So, if our plan is to gradually encourage you to feel space, what better place to start than by feeling the space in these body parts that our brain allows us to feel with great ease and sensitivity these thumbs and index fingers. So, we're going to start with a very simple exercise asking you to imagine feeling various spaces in and around and through these fingers, as well as the space that they occupy and we'll ask you to do these things with a minimum of effort. By asking you to imagine space, we're evoking this effortlessness that imagining encourages. So think of imagining as effortless the way we attend when you are allowing yourself to imagine. And by closing your eyes, you will be even more easily drawn into this feeling. So if you're ready now, sit as still as you can, and with your eyes closed. Sit comfortably upright in a chair. Do not use this meditation while driving or when your attention is required elsewhere. Now, can you imagine feeling the three-dimensional presence of both of your thumbs? And because we're imagining there is no right or wrong way So if that little voice is saying, I don't know how to feel this, I don't know what this is supposed to feel like, lean into imagining what it would feel like if I felt the three dimensional presence of bulk of my thumb. Now, can you imagine effortlessly feeling the space around your thumbs? Can you imagine feeling the space that your thumbs occupy? Can you imagine that the boundaries of your thumbs are dissolving? As you continue to feel the space that surrounds your thumbs as well as the space they occupy, can you now imagine feeling the three-dimensional presence of your index fingers? Can you imagine feeling the space around your index fingers? Can you imagine feeling the space that your index fingers occupy? Can you imagine that the boundaries of your index fingers are dissolving? As you continue to feel both your thumbs and index fingers surrounded by space, permeated by space, and occupying space. Can you now imagine feeling the space between your thumbs and index fingers? Can you now repeatedly move your thumbs and index fingers both toward one another and then away from one another until you can imagine feeling the space that the fingers move through. Can you imagine that as you slow down the movement of your fingers through this space, that you can imagine still feeling the space that they are moving through even after your fingers slow their movement and cease to move. Now, as you open your eyes, you might note how you feel. Do you feel lighter, brighter, clearer, or more relaxed? Or was this hard for you? Was it difficult to feel space as opposed to thinking or seeing or hearing space? Did spending a few minutes with space make you feel relaxed or tense? Whatever your reaction, this is the first step into learning to enter into and open up to a feeling sense of the presence of space and a new way of paying attention. And over time, you're going to learn to attend to larger spaces, first within your body and then through and around your body, And finally, space through and around you and the objects around you. And in time, you'll be able to attend to space in every sense. And by making this paradigm shift, making space the foreground of your experience, you're changing your experience of yourself and the universe around you. I hope that you're excited about continuing to explore and experience this. As I mentioned earlier, Starting on Fridays, I will offer a open focus experience every Friday afternoon, noon Central Time, live in the Fully Alive Facebook group. If you can't join us live, I do hope that you will catch the replays later so that you can begin to give yourself an experience of space, put yourself into the state of relaxation, and tap into that intuition and creativity. Thank you for being here thank you for playing along with us today. I look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group for more practice. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at Leadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.